podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan. Great to be back with you as we head into the part of the season which is dominated by playoffs. And this week, one or two rain-offs. And a bit of drama at Ashfield as well, as the Glasgow Tigers and the Pool Pirates clashed. And, uh, well, fair to say, there were a few talking points. I don't usually get wound up, you know, I'm quite a calm guy. And I just feel like sometimes when when things are done in the wrong way, they need to be addressed, you know. And if you just let, let people get away with it, they, they do it all the more. Well, there's Steve Worrell. We'll hear more from him in just a bit. Find out what he was talking about. And our main guest this week is the Pool Pirates captain and captain of the Ipswich Witches, Danny King, joins us to talk about uh, life in the Premiership playoffs and in the Championship as well with the Pool Pirates. So all that to come. And uh, we'll have a look ahead to what's coming up over the coming week because we've got uh, some key fixtures in the bag to bring you and some reaction from some of the recent fixtures. Not least the uh, rain off on Monday at Wolves and we'll hear from Stuart Dixon as his Leicester Lions book their place in the Championship Grand Final. All that and more to come on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along and joining me to uh, work our way through a week of playoffs and rain-offs is somebody who's been involved in both. Danny King is with us, Pool Pirates and Ipswich Witches captain. Uh, welcome along, Danny. Good to have you on. How you doing? Oh, good, thanks. Yeah, well, uh, let's start by looking at your season overall, I suppose, because 2022 was um, a little bit more back to normality for Speedway, wasn't it? It seems quite a while now, thinking back to April, but... Um, you know, we had 2020 and 2021 with COVID and things starting late and not going to plan, but uh, much more like normal, generally speaking, in 2022. Is it the same for you? Yeah, there was. It was nice to, to get going uh, in March when we should have done. Obviously, the year before, we didn't start till May. So um, it was really good to get going. It's As a whole, it's been good. Um, it started a bit steady. I, I don't know why I finished last season really good in good form, and um, I seem to start a little bit slower this year, which is frustrating, but... Um, we made some changes and uh, felt like I turned my form around and, and now I'm enjoying my speedway again. You know, I'm back to number one at Paul, which is where I want to be and um, hopefully can lead from the front, especially this time of year when the playoffs. And both of your teams are, of course, in the playoffs and starting with Ipswich, you've been at the top of the table for most of the year and was it a bit frustrating to, to get to last week where there was that obviously couldn't be helped, the, the, the break because of the death of the Queen ultimately led to you missing that fixture there. You didn't have the chance to defend your lead at the top of the table there, but now you found yourself up against um, Bellevue either way in the in the playoffs. I guess you've got to ride them all if you're going to win the title, but uh, mm. what what was the situation there really and, and, and your thoughts amongst the team with, with having really given that fixture away as well to, to, to Sheffield and uh, and ultimately they, they overtook you? Yeah, it's, it is disappointing. Um I'm not. I can't say I'm happy with it for sure. I mean, I, I don't see why we couldn't have delayed and, and managed to squeeze an extra meeting in. It, it just seems unfair when we've worked hard all year and we've been at the top of the table pretty much all season. And and at the last last day of the of the actual league campaign, we we dropped down to second. But you know, there's nothing we can do about it now. Um, we have to get on with it. Um, Bellevue is a tough side, um, but you know, I feel like we can go out and beat anyone over two legs, and that's what you need to do in the playoffs. 
And and your team, of course, um, a very very strong team built this year, and people will be aware of the maybe the situation last year where it was best laid plans and it all sort of fell apart a little bit. Whereas this year there was no chances taken and a really strong side, including yourself, but also Troy Batchelor, Jason Doyle. You've also brought in Aaron Summers, for example, through the course of the season as well. So a real strong lineup, and and really having Jason Doyle, he's when he's been on form, and which he, he has been more often than not, he's he's been devastating, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, um, Jason's barely dropped a point all year. It feels like he's he's a fantastic rider and and he's an even better team man. Um, and you know he has been the difference this year if it's needed. You know, an out and out number one, someone who you can rely on every week and take the pressure off the rest of the team. And 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 then that makes the rest of the guys want to do better and and back him up. They're not putting as much pressure on themselves. And and it's sort of worked for us. Um, you know, as I say, we've been at the top pretty much all year. And. It's, as I say, it is disappointing to, to drop off top spot, but at the end of the day, we've got to race them all. Um, I like the team changes that we've made, certainly going into the playoffs. I think it it suits us bringing in, obviously, Aaron and, and um, Rowan. I think Rowan, you know, he's used to riding a big track, so... Uh, albeit Sheffield, Bellevue, you know, he should feel at home there, and, and that's the extra boost we need. And, um, yeah, as I say, it's, it's over a two-leg tie, so if you can win away, great, but if not, keep it close and take it to the home leg. Your fixture, first fixture is coming up later this week on Thursday and, and of course you are taking on Bellevue. Um, when you've faced Bellevue so far this season, Ipswich, have, you've won your home matches but you've struggled away. Um, so it, it sets it up for, for um, you know a perfect encounter really. Maybe you would say your last trip to the National Speedway Stadium a bit of a freak one. It was like one of those where what can go wrong did go wrong maybe. A hundred percent. I think we actually got a point there earlier in the year, so we know we can we can keep them close. Um, but yeah, last time I'm not really sure what happened. Everyone seemed to have an off night on the same day, and um, obviously you can't have that during Playoff Speedway. But hopefully we've got that out of the way and and we learn from that. And and um, yeah, heading back there now, you know, we need to be on on top form, and hopefully we will be. And you know, they're they're obviously suffering a little bit with injury as well. They've um, they've lost Max Frick now, haven't they? So. Um, you know, he's a, he's a big key rider for them. He's fantastic around the National Speedway Stadium and he, he actually scored a lot of points at Foxhall on his last visit. So, um, you know, hopefully that will play into our favour, but, you know, I'm sure they're going to be able to get a capable guest in as well. Yeah, well, their guest will have to come from either Kings Lynn or Peterborough, of course, or, or ride replacement, but you'd think they'd probably go for a guest, wouldn't you, in that when you'd be anticipating that, I suppose? I think so. I think it's risky going RR in playoff speedway. Um, if another rider gets injured, then you're really struggling as a team to try and cover the rides, and it puts a lot more pressure on the bottom end of the team, obviously. Let's hear from the Bellevue Aces team manager then. Mark Lemon has been looking at the prospect of facing the Ipswich Witches in the playoffs after they ended their regular season at the hands of the Sheffield Tigers uh, last Thursday, where uh, it was quite a thumping defeat, actually. They went down 57-33 at Allerton. Uh, here is Mark Lemon with Ryan Guest. Well, team manager Mark Lemon, uh, Ipswich Witches coming up now, then in the Premiership playoff semi-finals for the Aces. Your, your thoughts on that, uh, on that semi-final time? Uh, looking forward to it, first and foremost. Obviously, it's playoff time, the boys... No, they've got to step it up um, come this time of year. Uh, we, we came here to Sheffield tonight. We knew it was sort of slightly a bit of a dead rubber. Uh, a win would have probably given us you know, an edge, obviously, going into the semi-final, but that wasn't the B. We, you know, we certainly missed Max Frick tonight and hopefully have him back next Thursday. Um, but, yeah, no, we're looking forward to the playoffs. It's, it's, it's going to be a big challenge. Uh, you know, it's a clean slate. We start again, the, whole, the four teams. 
But we have no no fears going to Ipswich. Yeah, and the first leg at Foxhall, and uh, certainly been two uh, entertaining meetings in the regular season there as well. I think it was a, a four-point defeat and a, a ten-point defeat, so you, you, you've proven you can keep it r- relatively close there. Yeah, true, and obviously I think what the main key really for us is that we maintain our, our home form. Our home form has been really dominant throughout the course of the season, uh, and long as we, we we keep that up, you know, it puts us in a really good position. You know, probably better so more so than some other seasons. But uh, it's playoffs, be you know, we're never going to take anything for granted. Uh, and as for Max Frick, best wishes to him. He's got uh, he's, he's put a post on on social media saying he suffered a broken sternum, bruised lung, sprained shoulder, cracked shoulder blade, and concussion um, as a result of his crash uh, at the weekend. It was the the um, playoff finals there, wasn't it? In in League One in in Poland, I think. And uh, that's very much the end of his season. It sounds like a, a painful one. That. Yeah, that's not nice to hear. You know, Max is a great guy and, um, you know, you don't want to hear any rider getting injured, but it's uh, it's just very unfortunate for Max. Um, one thing I can say on that is I've broken my sternum before and it is the most uncomfortable thing in the world. It's, it is not nice. Um, you don't realise how much you use your, your chest to, to just move around, you know, sit up in a chair or, or get up or get, you know, to sit up and lay, or lay down is just a, a nightmare and it's excruciating pain. So um, I hope he's on the mend. I hope he's not too bad and uh, he can recover quickly. Yeah, best wishes to Max Frick. We know that Speedway riders are made of tough stuff, but he's got a few injuries there going on. But he's looking forward to getting back for next year and uh, all the best to him. Now, Wolverhampton are going to stage their Premiership playoff semi-final home leg against Sheffield next Monday after this last Monday's original attempt was beaten by the weather with riders and officials in agreement to postpone the fixture. It does mean that, uh, therefore, both legs of that tie will happen next week with the return next Thursday at Olerton. And um, obviously there in the, the other side of the of the draw in the playoffs from, from your team, Ipswich, Danny. But uh, looking over what's happening at the other side of the fence, what do you reckon between Wolves and Sheffield? Because two very different tracks, of course, but Sheffield have got one or two riders <laughs> among their ranks who have got experience around Monmore and uh, that home advantage really is key for Wolves, isn't it? Exactly that. They'll be, I mean, they've slipped up a few times at home this year, but They'll uh, they'll be aware of that, and uh, going into the the playoffs, they they know how important their home track advantage needs to be. So, um, yeah, obviously it wasn't possible on Monday. The rain was just way too much, and you wasn't able to get the meeting on. But um, I'm sure you know come next Monday they're going to be uh, uh, g'd up, and because they're going to want to take a big lead to Sheffield, that's for sure. Well, let's hear from a couple of those uh, figures involved. We'll hear from Simon Stead in a moment, but first of all, uh, we'll hear from the Wolves captain, Sam Masters, with Ryan Guest. Well, Sam, I'm guessing it wouldn't be a, a playoff night at Monmouth Green without a, a bit of a rain. Seems to be a, a bit of a trend over these past few years. Yeah, I didn't really want to do another playoff semi-final in the weather. Um, obviously, it's not my call, but it was unsafe to race today, so... Um... I think it was the right right call and hopefully next week we can come back and race in drier weather. We have seen that in the past two attempts at the semi-final where it's gone ahead in, in uh, bad bad conditions and obviously the, the rain coming down and um, it certainly does lose lose any home track advantage for, for a starter, doesn't it? Well, that's just showed the last two seasons we've lost our home track advantage and it's cost us the league really and we've always had a good enough team to win the league so... I'm happy that we can come here and do it the, the best way possible for us to win the league and I think that's to have a normal racetrack. Having said that, like you say, that, that wasn't any factor tonight though. Once that final downpour came, while those discussions were ongoing, that, that put, put end to anything, didn't it? Yeah, the, both teams didn't want to race. It wasn't just us. Um, it's no fun, it's dangerous. No one can see anyway and um, no one even wants to watch that. So 
it's just better to call it off yeah, and have a proper racetrack when, next, when we come in next Monday. Yeah, and when the semi-final does get up and running, um, obviously uh, uh, against Sheffield, and we have seen some really close encounters between these two teams this year. Yeah, that's right. It's, I think there's been about three or four meetings where it's been 46-44 against Sheffield this year, so we're a very close battled team, and um, we want to keep it like that. And yeah, It's good for the league, good for Speedway, and if it's just a bit of a whitewash, it's no good. So but I think us against Sheffield will be... Uh, pretty exciting well there's sam masters of wolves and right now the sheffield team manager simon stead chatting with ryan about the decision to postpone the meeting this last monday to rerun it next week well simon stead obviously a, a frustrating one obviously after all, all the build-up all the, the the preparations um frustrating first and foremost to have the first leg abandoned yeah it's obviously disappointing um but you can't ever beat the weather so um, the right decision is being made. Uh, obviously, rider safety comes first, um, and the, the tracks now, unfortunately, after this last band of rain, it's it's just not held up. So, um, we come again another day and uh, give it another go. I was going to say discussions were taking place um, between the two promoters and the two team captains as well. But like you say, as you, you popped your head out of the, the meeting room, another day and Paul came, and that really was the, the end to any discussion. Well, up until that point, um, certainly ourselves were, were keen to get the, the meeting on because uh, we felt like the track was holding up fairly well up until that point. Um, and, and obviously, it's, it's frustrating for everybody involved, but. Uh, ultimately this last downpour it's just it's got the the better of it and you know it's not just about how the track rides it's about uh, visibility as well rider safety is uh, obviously most important so um, the right decision has been made um, it's just uh, it's just it's just frustrating yeah restaging uh, next Monday um, but before that you have got a, a fixture at Alderton Kingsland in the, the first leg of the Premiership League Cup and a, a fixture that's been a, a long time coming yeah really looking forward to that though you know Kingsland have got a good team um, now despite their league position um, they, they've got a good a good team together uh, the late changes made a big difference uh, so I expect them to, to keep us on our toes so we'll need to be uh, as dominant uh, against them as we were against Bellevue and if we are then we'll, we'll build up a, a good lead but um, we need to be uh, we need to stay focused and uh, and keep doing what we're doing because uh, there will be a tough test. Yeah, and they've had two recent visits as well and um, Sheffield pulled away l- late on in, in both of those fixtures but like you say, they've certainly got enough to, to keep it close for, for the re- majority of the meeting. Well, they, they've got they've got riders who can ride Sheffield very well and they've, uh, they've shown... Um, at the end of the season that with the changes they've made they're, they're a force to be reckoned with so we certainly won't be taking anything to, for granted uh, and like I said they've had two recent visits so uh, their riders have had a, a taste for, for Olsen so we'll, we'll have to be um, at our best and continue our good form Yeah, and just finally obviously with the, with the second leg against Wolverhampton at Olsen the, the following Thursday it is the, the, the final chance not only a cup final but also a, a chance for, you, for the Sheffield riders to, to get those final laps in ahead of the, the, the biggest meeting of the season at Olsen yeah, that's right. So actually, you know, the, the running for the end of the season is, is probably more favourable to us than, than most. We, we get to stay busy, which I think is, is a good thing. Um, you know, I'm just desperate for our fans to turn out and support us in good numbers. Um, uh, and we'll be giving it our best for them. Sheffield team manager Simon Steads. Um, we should also take this opportunity to wish uh, Peter Adams, um, Simon's opposite number on Monday night, the Wolves team boss, uh, all the best because uh, Pete had a bit of a fall 
in the pits. Uh, nasty fall, actually, and he's um, bashed his face up a little bit. He's got uh, some facial injuries and some bruising as well, and so now he's resting up at home. So uh, get well soon, Peter, and hopefully see you back at the track uh, soon enough. I'm sure he'll be back as soon as he possibly can be, but uh, a legend of the uh, of the sport and certainly a legend of British Speedway is uh, Peter Adams, Danny King. He is. I didn't realise that. So sad to hear, but um, yeah, I, uh, I'll go along with that. I hope he's on the mend and uh, he's not too bad and he's back up on his feet soon. Absolutely, and uh, all the best to uh, to Pete, as Danny said there. So in the Premiership over this next week then, on Thursday, September 29th, it's Ipswich versus Bellevue, which will now be the uh, first semi-final clash that to uh, happen. 7.30 the start time at Foxhall, and that will be live on Eurosport 2. Sheffield versus Kings Lynn takes place at Ollerton, and that's in the Premiership League Cup final, the first leg of that at 7.30 at Ollerton. And then uh, the next fixtures will be on Monday in the Premiership. We've got uh, the uh, second leg of that clash between Bellevue and Ipswich from the National Speedway Stadium. And that one is live on Eurosport 2. There'll be regular updates from Monmore as Wolverhampton restaged that uh, fixture from uh, this last Monday uh, against Sheffield. And that'll be the first leg of that other semi-final with the uh, second part to be run next Thursday, October the 6th. It's getting busy, isn't it? We're in to October but there's a, there's plenty of action going on shall we say Danny for you Speedway Riders yeah it's a tricky one um, I understand why they did it the way they did it this year they wanted to get the cup uh, over and I don't think that's a bad idea to be honest um, I, I just think maybe we need to try and squeeze the, the league campaign in, um, into the, the remaining months a little bit better you know we shouldn't really be still trying to fit in them sort of meetings come October we should be well and done early September and then we've got sort of four to well probably six weeks at the end of the year to, to sort the playoffs out because obviously we know the weather's turning, we know the rain likes to come this time of year and um, yeah, you don't want to be be sort of cancelling meetings when you've not got many um, fixtures available to, to re- restage them. So tricky time of year, but it's the same every year. We always talk about this and we always end up in the same situation. So um, I'm sure we'll be all right. I'm sure we'll get it in. We normally do or we always do. Um, and it's just gonna, it just means it's going to be a real busy four weeks. Danny King, captain of the Ipswich Witches, is our special guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear. And in the next part, we'll be switching to his other team because he's also captain of Pool Pirates in the championship. And, uh, well, Pool always a strong side and they're through to the semi-finals of the playoffs there. And a bit of controversy in the first staging of the clash between the Glasgow Tigers and the Pool Pirates. We'll talk more about that. They're back in action on Wednesday with the second leg to come this coming weekend. But uh, yeah, playoff and rain off, certainly phrases that uh, maybe do or don't mix. And we'll talk about that in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. And our special guest this week is captain not only of the Ipswich Witches, as we've been talking about in the Premiership, but also captain of the reigning champions of the championship, the Pool Pirates, who are still fighting on three fronts for silverware. They've got the Jubilee League. They're in the final already as well for 
the knockout cup in the championship and into the semi-finals of the playoffs in the league so could be a very big finish for the pool pirates standing in their way at the moment though are the glasgow tigers but to get to the semi-finals the pool pirates had to do it the long way this time had to go through the quarterfinals and a uh, bit of a demolition job against the plymouth gladiators um so cleanly through to the semi-finals but uh, plymouth aside that one way or another you you've met eight times this season. Yeah, I think it's been a different team every time. I was going to say, the the, the riders have changed. It's like like Trigger's brush on Only Fools and Horses in a way, isn't it? (laughs) Exactly. That's the best way to describe it. I love that. A Trigger's broom. Yeah, no, you know, you've got to feel for them a bit as well. You know, they've had a lot of injuries and and all sorts, but that's that's just that's just speedway, and we've all been in teams like that. We've all been in that position before. So, um, yeah, we we slipped up a little bit mid-season. Um, you know, we had a bit of a bad run, and we even lost at home, which is which is not ideal. Um, but you know, we still made the playoffs, and yes, we did have to go the long way as do such, but. Um, we've managed to get through through that, and uh, now we're we're pushing on. Um, Obviously, it was a shame not to get the first leg done at Glasgow on Sunday, was it? Um, It was a bit controversial. You know, I don't feel it should have been called off whatsoever. The track was absolutely fine. I think it was more a case of um, they probably lost their home track advantage and and wasn't keen to carry on. But um, it is what it is. We're going back again now and, um, you know, we'll have to go and see what we can do. Yes, well, I, I was at Ashfield on uh, on Sunday, and I think it's fair to say that, shall we say, contrasting reactions uh, after the championship playoff semi-final at Ashfield was abandoned after five completed races. The Tigers were leading 17-13 when a halt was called after the first attempt to run Heat 6, which saw home guest Paul Stark fall on the third bend. Uh, there'd been an early delay uh, to the meeting because of uh, some rain. It means that now Wednesday's fixture at uh, Wimborne Road becomes the first leg. Uh, Leicester, of course, await the overall winners in the grand final. More about Leicester in a moment. Uh, let's hear now what Cammy Brown, the Glasgow team boss, had to say after that abandonment, speaking to Hayley Bromley from British Speedway Network. So I'm with Cammy Brown, team manager of Glasgow. Cammy, unfortunately, no result here tonight at the yeah. Ash- Persia Ashfield Stadium. Just talk us through what happened there and why we had to push by. Um, well, obviously the weather's intervened a little bit. The track became tricky. Um, we, we decided to run that, the last race to see how, how things went. And, you know, we're on a 5-1 and Paul Sartre falls off with no one near him. And gets himself quite nasty bang into the fence quite hard. I mean, track's not, it's, it was rideable, you could ride a bike around it, but you can't race it. So, I mean, we're semi-final, you need to be able to race. I'm sure Poole at their track would have felt exactly the same. Yeah, but ultimately, it's down to the referee, and the referee's made a decision. Poole uh, didn't like it. No, that's sorry, it's just a bit unfortunately. It's a shame that the only rain off of Hadrick Glasgow this season happens to be in the semi-final. And uh, when you've not been at home for seven weeks as well, which is no help. Um, unfortunately, the result, as we say, does not stand, so we will have to start again. But as you say, we would have liked to get a result tonight, but really what we want is 15 heats of speedway in a semi-final. Correct. We want 30, 30 heats, you know, competitive speedway. We're a very good team, we're a good team. Let's, let's actually have a, you know, a meeting or two meetings that, that actually decide it rather than track conditions deciding it. So unfortunately, that's, that's the way things went tonight, unfortunately. Now, the uh, second leg at Poole now becomes the first leg at yeah. Wimborne Road this coming Wednesday. Uh, obviously, it's very premature of me to ask, but any rough ideas as to when this meeting will be restaged at this point? Don't have a, an idea as yet. Maybe Saturday, this coming Saturday, but we don't know. We'll know later on tonight, tomorrow. Obviously, I have to speak to Poole and see how they feel as well. Um, but yeah, hopefully the weather at Bill looks better on Wednesday night, so we should get that first leg on. It'll be a frosty one, um, but you know, we'll go down and try our best. 
Well, Cammy, commiserations to both teams. We're looking forward to things here tonight on BSM, but hopefully we'll be back to catch the action when this meeting's restaged. Fingers crossed. Thank you. Thanks very much. Well, of course, BSN and indeed the riders and everyone else will be back on this Saturday at uh, 3 o'clock, the start time at Ashfield, the 1st of October, for the restaging of that fixture. Um, We've heard there what Cammy Brown, the Glasgow team manager, had to say. Danny, you were, of course, riding in that meeting. In fact, you rode in heat number five, the last completed race. You won it um, by quite a distance. What was the track like to ride on because there was various discussions going on you were involved in these discussions because cammy brown there saying that the track was rideable but not raceable um what were your thoughts i disagree but you know look as i said at the end of the day you've, you've got two different scenarios there you know for us as a as an away team it, it's the perfect time to go if the track's not up to their liking you know it suits us probably more than it suits them it just makes it a bit more even um but on the other hand i can see where they're coming from you know they've lost their home track advantage it's a it's a semi-final at the end of the day and they want as much as much help and advantage as they can on their home track otherwise it's you know it's not ideal so um it was it was a tricky situation but i I can honestly say that that track was okay and i was we were all seven of us were happy to race on it i felt you could easily race on it um i don't agree with what cammy just said there but um that's just my opinion and the, the the referee was wayne jarvis ultimately he called the meeting off um he was also involved in the British final um, when it, the rain was coming down there uh, in Manchester as well. So he's he's, he's had a, a few experiences of, of rain-offs this season. And we saw on BSN that y- yourself and um, Cammy Brown, Danny Ford and uh, Tom Brennan were, were having the discussions with the referee. What were the what were the options being discussed there? Because there was track work going on, wasn't there, to try and get it on? What were the, uh, what were the discussions? What were the options? Yeah. Yeah, no. To be fair, um, you know, I, I don't, I can't say I agree with all the decisions that Wayne made that night. But um, you know, the way he handled the the track prep was brilliant. He asked the captains and the team managers to come and look at the track and and asked it asked us what we wanted to do. And me and Tom both agreed what it, what was needed, and he made sure that was done. And I must say, when the job was done, the track looked great. Um, you know, as I say, it wasn't wet. This is the most disappointing part of the whole thing when they called it off. The track was not wet. Um, it it. It dried out, it turned over, and I think we would have had a good race meeting. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he, he has to make a tough decision. And if he's got seven riders saying he wants to ride and seven that they don't, um, I don't know how he comes to the decision, but he's got to make it. And he obviously decided to go with the home team. And one of the other decisions that you're probably alluding to there, Steve Worrell, um, we've got um, a chat with Steve Worrell, a bit of a, an interview with him, and uh, he covers this a little bit. But the incident with him was he was excluded uh, was it heat three where he was at the tapes um, but he was off his bike doing a bit of gardening now at Glasgow they've got the countdown clock haven't they for the two minutes which is like you have in Poland but in the British League that that we don't work to Polish rules or FIM rules where it's down to zero and then you start obviously he was off his bike at that moment the start marshal pointed at the, at the two minute clock and then the red lights came on so yeah according to Steve the two minute clock wasn't on because that heat was rerun so um I, I'm not sure what happened. I think Steve actually got a warning for moving in, in the first staging of it. And obviously the two minutes come back on, but as far as I'm led to believe, I don't know the, um, the two minute clock did not come back on for the second staging of that race. So when Steve got to the start, there was no two minute clock. Um, and obviously the, he wasn't the only rider, not at the tapes when he got excluded, which is 
is a, seems just seems crazy. You know, if you, if if all three are at the tapes and your your guys, you know, off his bike and not not playing ball, that's that's fine. I can understand the decision. But there was two riders who wasn't at the tapes when he got excluded. One of theirs and one of ours. And I just I can't get my head around it. It's a strange decision, but it is what it is. I mean, Steve Worrell is is one of the cooler customers i think of speedway is always you know really relaxed we've had him as a guest on on this podcast of course and you can listen back to that uh, whenever you like and uh, for him to be so incensed by a refereeing decision that he then rode his bike through the tapes i think told its own story uh, steve has been reflecting on his trip to glasgow at the weekend with ryan guest Quick word on the on the Glasgow one as well. I know there was a, a situation when you when you were racing where you were excluded, which uh, which didn't go down too well to, with yourself. And for you to, to tweet after a meeting probably does sum up how frustrated you were as well. Yeah, I don't really go on. I don't really. Yeah, I, I'm on social media, but I don't I don't usually put stuff. But um, no, a, a few people was you know saying saying things. So I thought one, well, and I just like to put my point out there. But. Um, no, I'm, I don't usually get wound up, you know, I'm quite a calm guy and I just feel like sometimes when when things are done in the wrong way, you need to, they need to be addressed, you know, and if you just let, let people get away with it, they, they'll do it all the more. So, um, no, I felt like it, something needed saying at that point or a statement needed making because it's just, it, these meetings are so important, you know, we've raced all year, we've, we've raced our nuts off all year to get to these semi-finals and then there's things going on like that and you just think like it makes makes you think is it worth it you know like and then you, you i've drove all the way there last night come here tonight you know two days no pay i just in fact it's probably cost me quite a lot of money because we're still here we still have mechanics to pay for we, everything fuel you know you, i know the fans are here they've, they've spent a lot of money getting here as well so um everyone loses out when it's a rain off but um yeah sometimes when decisions are made like that you've got to yeah, put your foot down a bit and I just thought that last night that was one of them times I'm all for it. if I'm wrong you know we'll all we'll all roll and we'll all do things certain things and we get away with it and come back and have a giggle but um, when you're when you're not in the wrong and you believe it you know like no nah, I did what I did don't regret it so it's what it is Steve Worrell on a frustrating trip to Glasgow at the weekend. Now, the two sides face each other on Wednesday night at Pool Stadium, uh, what now will be the first leg. And if a clash between the Glasgow Tigers and the Pool Pirates wasn't mouthwatering enough, we've now got the events of, uh, of last weekend, which have added a little extra spice to the mix, don't you think, maybe, Danny King? It has, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's playoff speedway. Tensions are high, it's... Uh... You know, it's it's what it's ultimately what you, the season is run for. You know, it all comes down to these playoffs, and and you know it it doesn't really matter who beats who during the season. It's what matters is who beats who in the playoffs, as long as you can get there. Um, so it's always going to be it's always going to be like that. Tensions always going to be high, um, and as you say, there's a probably a, a little bit more rivalry now going into to Wednesday's meeting. But you know, that's what it is, and uh, hopefully we we need to knuckle down. And obviously, be looking to take it as much of a lead as possible. Do you have a, a minimum target of, say, 8 points, 10 points, 12 points, or or is it just literally a, a case of score as many as possible and, and, and go with the, the, the best lead you can to Glasgow? As much as we can get. Um, it's, it's, so, it's so difficult to try and predict a figure. Um, you know, we, we will just take as much as we can. Um, Glasgow can be a tricky place to go to, and we they are very good at home when they're all performing on their day. So um, I don't think you can say, oh, we need 10 or we need 15 or whatever it is. Um, the, the plan will be 
hit as many points as we can and take as many up north. Poole versus Glasgow on Wednesday and then the return scheduled for Saturday and that'll be a three o'clock start at Ashfield, by the way. The winners will face the Leicester Lions with the first team through to the Championship Grand Final after a 53-37 home win over Edinburgh to progress by 33 points on aggregate. The Lions were in control after Friday's first leg and marched on to a comfortable victory on their own track despite the withdrawal of number one Nick Morris who suffered a heavy landing when he looped shortly after the start of Heat 1. We'll talk a bit more about that in a sec, but I don't know if you were watching uh, uh, the, the 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 clash between Edinburgh and Leicester, and particularly the, the first leg of, of that semi-final at Armadale, and a huge win for the Leicester Lions on Edinburgh's home circuit. I don't think many people saw that one coming. Yeah, I was very surprised. I mean, I, I, <laughs> Leicester have a team that would ride... Edinburgh very well and they proved that but I just didn't see that happening because Edinburgh are so strong at home I knew they would run them close I thought they would keep it close and and obviously do it in the in the return leg but to go up there and win by that many points was was impressive it was impressive and uh, you have to take your hat off to them um you know fair play um they they rode hard they deserved it and now they're they're through to the final well, let's hear from the team manager of the Leicester Lions, Stuart Dixon, has been speaking with BSN, British Speedway Network. Yeah, we're very happy. I think there's a good, there's a good atmosphere around the stadium. There's people walking out, people leaving. Good feeling in the pits. Uh, Fully deserved over the two legs, definitely. We've covered both of them here at BSN. Uh, we've, uh, we feel it's justified to be in the, in the final, the finish top of the league. Um, we've now got a chance. We, we await the winners, the two very good teams. Pool and Glasgow in the semi-final and um, we'll know our fate you know, at the end of those two meetings uh, it's going to be tough no matter who we get but um, we're just glad that we managed to overcome Edinburgh and um, we look forward to when the final takes place yeah. I mean the boys did a sensational job at Armadale not many people saw that result coming you fancy the damage to Edinburgh was already done before we started here but you hammered into the boys no complacency even losing Nick Morris they all stepped up and got the job done for you yeah, we definitely did. We covered for Nick very well tonight. Um, I think we, we've shown all season we are very strong round, round the whole track. I thought it was some really good racing tonight. You know? we, uh, we prepared the track a little bit more grippy than normal. Uh, Thompson boys responded really well. Some good passing. I know they say you know, Sam Masters was excellent first four races. Um, came about and stuck. I see him having problems with his shoulder in the pitch when I was talking to him and uh, I felt like he jumped out in front of him, you know, made, made a difference. But, uh, right, some good races to watch, was good. Uh, Max Fred, some take, overtakes the news there as well, Peter, Josh Picker, and I just love to watch. I know he's an opposition rider, but excellent to watch. But uh, I think it was a good night's entertainment and Leicester in the final, so we're all very happy around about this area tonight. Yeah. And just very, very quickly, finally, out of Poole and Glasgow, who would you most like to meet in the grand final? I think it's going to be tough wherever we get. I wouldn't really like to say I think um, it's too close to call. I don't really have a preference. If you'd asked me a couple of months ago, I'd have said Glasgow after Wednesday night. I'm not so sure I've got to go it's, it's, um, They're two really good teams. I wouldn't really like to say I think it's going to be a humdinger semi-final. That one's going to be really close. Well, congratulations to Stuart Dixon and his Leicester Lions who are through to the grand final of the championship playoffs and now have a crack at the title. Of course, uh, that title currently held by the Pool Pirates and it'll be them or Glasgow facing them. Whoever gets through to the final, though, Danny, I've got to say, you're going to need your gating gloves on because the Leicester Lions were lightning out of the traps at both Armadale and at their own place uh, last weekend. Yeah, definitely. They, they were gating fantastically and... Um... 
they are they, they are a team of they are a team of gators you know it's no secret but um yeah 100 percent. when we raced in the week before we had our gating gloves on and they didn't seem to have theirs so um hopefully that'll be the case if we meet them again if we get that far and um it's going to be tight either way. Whatever happens, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough contest. I'm not sure if you saw the incident with Nick Morris that we mentioned, but um, in heat one, a, a freak thing happened. He, he dropped the clutch and his his clutch plate disintegrated. It was a uh, you know saw it on on BSN. It was all snapped in half. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Because it sent him looped over the top and he had to withdraw from the rest of the meeting. Yeah, I mean, I've never. I'm, I'll be honest. I've never seen an alloy plate um, snap in half before. That's a first. But I have seen similar things happen quite often. You can have a clutch cable snap or a or a clutch arm break or um, the counter shaft can. Um, the, sorry, the clutch arm can come separate, separated from the counter shaft if it's not been done up properly, and uh, this will all cause the same thing. You know, it, it it means that the clutch will engage when you're trying to feather the bike and keep the front down, and and if that happens, you're a passenger, as you see with Nick. Um, you know, he's a professional speedway rider, and you very very rarely do you see a professional speedway rider flip a motorbike, and um, yeah, unfortunately, he he couldn't do anything about that, and um, obviously, good to hear he's not hurt because it's a nasty one as well. Well, it's uh, your home leg, and I think the weather is good for that at uh, Pool Stadium on Wednesday evening at seven thirty, and then uh, the rearranged trip to Glasgow is uh, set for Saturday at three o'clock in the afternoon. There's going to be a lot of rain on Friday, and maybe some on Saturday morning. And we're hoping we're going to get away with it on uh, on on Saturday afternoon. Fingers crossed. From my experience, there's always a chance of rain in uh, in Scotland. So, um, yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, as I say. Well, majority of the time up north we've been racing in the rain so it wouldn't surprise me I think you just mentally prepare yourself for that and if it's dry it's a bonus that's certainly the way I think so Pool Pirates captain Danny King with us this week on No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast we've got a few other things to chat about in the next parts and we'll have a look ahead to the fixtures for the next week across British Speedway all on the way in just a couple of moments No Breaks no fear the official british speedway podcast welcome back i'm ian brannan our guest this week is danny king uh captain of the pool pirates and the ipswich witches and former british champion and he was almost british champion this year as well when he finished fourth but somebody has who has become a champion is jordan jenkins this weekend he was crowned national development league riders champion with an impressive performance at scunthorpe on sunday the oxford skipper won the prestigious meeting on 14 points one ahead of the former champion max clegg who defeated jason edwards in a runoff for second place after they both finished on 13 jenkins dropped his only points in heat 9-2 Edwards in what was at the time a clash of the three unbeaten riders as Joe Thompson and Ben Morley had won their first two outings and then he won a crunch clash with uh, Max Clegg in Heat 14 and clinched the title in Heat 20 uh, with the race being awarded after Jack Kingston fell at the end of lap three but I think it's uh, a big thing this obviously for, for Jordan Jenkins uh, not just for him personally to have the trophy but also as a reward for the effort he's put in this year because I know from speaking to him in the winter, actually, uh, heading into this season, you know, how fired up he was, how much effort he'd put in, uh, and also riding abroad as well. He'd taken this move to ride in the under-24 league in um, in Poland uh, with Chester Hover, and uh, obviously he's learnt a lot there because his performances have been great also with, with Redcar and then now with uh, with Peterborough as well. So, you know, this, this title... Um, 
you know, all part of his improvement through the course of, of, of the last uh, eight or nine months. Yeah, he thoroughly deserves it. Um, he's knuckled down a lot this year and he's he certainly took advantage of the, um, the the rising star situation in England and obviously the under-24 league in Poland. Um, you know, he's committed himself. He's obviously invested some money and and um, I think you can see that it's now showing in his performances everywhere, you know, in, in every league. And um, yeah, you know, well done to him. You know, it's, that's a big meeting to go and win and there's a lot of pressure as well. Um yeah, so, so you know, at the end of the day, I think he's had a good year and he's got to be happy with everything. And he's obviously got the uh, the cup final as well with red cards to still go. So yeah, well, I was going to say you're going to be you're going to be facing him uh, very soon, aren't you? Because that's that's coming up um, in the next week or so, and uh, you're the reigning champions with with that tournament as well. But I know Red Car they won it in 2019, didn't they? But I think they've still, they've also got an. Uh, I've seen some of the Red Car fans have dug up an old score from something like 1990 between Red Car and uh, um, or maybe the Middlesbrough Bears uh, in in 1990 against Pool Pirates. So that it's 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 sort of unearthed an old wound, I think, with with some of the old the old supporters. That's a long way there to go back, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. But they found um, it. They found it. <laughs> well, good on good on them. Good on them. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a tricky tie again. You know, they're, they're back to full strength now. I believe Eric Eric Riss is back as well. And um, yeah, we all know how strong they are at home as well. So um, it's going to, I think it's going to be a lot of gating, uh, going to come down to the gating and obviously how much we can lead by um, from our home leg. If, if we obviously get a good win, we need to take as many points as we can on the road. That's, that's the plan always in these, uh, these, these ties. And one other thing to mention, uh, uh, something that did happen at Wolves, actually, even though the meeting was rained off, was that uh, legendary writer and broadcaster Nigel Pearson was posthumously inducted into British Speedway's Hall of Fame. The award, of course, um, marks the outstanding commitment to the sport over an extensive time period and was presented to members of Nigel's family prior to Monday's ultimately postponed Premiership playoff at Wolverhampton. And, uh, of course, the entire sport was shocked by Nigel's sudden passing just before Easter and news of the award was warmly received at Monmore where he'd previously worked as track announcer but also press officer, programme editor and commentated on countless meetings there as well but uh, great to see Nigel's name forever alongside the greats of, of Speedway. Yeah, um, that's a lovely touch. Um, I did see that on the on the TV and um, what, a, what a lovely thing to do. Um, you know, he, he was the voice of the sport and um, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. He's he's a fantastic commentator and, and a great person. Um, you know, I, I had many good times with Nigel and um, many fun conversations on the phone and I could probably tell a few stories on, on the road as well. He's just a fun guy to be around, a lovely, lovely human being and um, to see that happen, I, I just... I just think it's it's great. It's really, really nice um, and it's thoroughly deserved at 100%. Yeah, lovely stuff. Well, look, thanks for joining us, Danny. What what are you excited for in Speedway then over this next week? What's what's your, what are you fired up for? Um, I don't know. Every, everything. It's it's just going to be busy. Uh, it's a funny time of year. There's a lot of emotions going around. You know, as I said, this is the this is the business end now. No slip-ups. You can't have any problems. Um, everything needs to be perfect. Um and every point counts, obviously. So it's a, it's quite a lot of pressure on you. It's a stressful time of year, but it can also be a rewarding time of year, and that's what it's all about. So um, I'm looking forward to every one of the meetings coming up, um, but I'm just going to take one at a time. So moving on to Paul on Wednesday. Well, let's have a look at the fixtures coming up over the next week in British Speedway, and that fixture you mentioned there, Pool versus Glasgow Championship playoff semi-final 
Uh, the first leg of that uh, takes place 7.30 Pool Stadium. Then on Thursday, back to Premiership action. Ipswich versus Bellevue in the first leg of their semi-final at 7.30 at Foxhall. And it's the first leg of the Premiership League Cup final at Ollerton as Sheffield host Kings Lynn. On Friday, we have uh, action at Armadale in the National League where the Armadale Devils host the Bellevue Colts at 7.30. And in Poland, Torren, it's the World Under-21 final. SGP2, as you probably know it, uh, that's on Friday. And then on Saturday, the uh, main Grand Prix, of course, the Polish Grand Prix uh, at Torren. We know that Bartosz Marszlik is already the champion, but the other medals are still to be decided. And uh, Robert Lambert certainly could overhaul Patrick Dudek and get himself into third. Um, technically, he could get himself into second, uh, but he'd need a bit of a miracle on that one. Uh, and uh, Dan Bewley still uh, still got a chance of getting a medal as well, and uh, those positions set to be decided. But um, I don't know if you've been watching the, the Grand Prix, I suspect you have, but um, it's been terrific to, to see how well-represented Britain's been in the Grand Prix series with, you know, Ty Woffenden finishing probably in the top eight, Dan Bewley finishing in the top six, most likely, along with, with Robert Lambert. And uh, brilliant that we're, we're looking to have three more British riders in the Grand Prix next year. Yeah, we have. I mean, I think I think one rider stands out more than the others and, and you have to take your hat off to Dan Bewley. Um, first of all, to have the nerve to go to Cardiff and uh, and get the win there. I mean, wow, that's just crazy. And he did it in such good fashion as well. Such, so stylish. And, um, you know, I was so pleased for him. He's, he's a nice lad um, and he thoroughly deserved it. Um, but then again, to go one more and to get a, a second GP win, um, is just is massive. It's huge, and I think now he obviously he's found his feet. I think that's fair to say, and he feels settled. So I'd love to see Dan um, obviously keep staying the Grand Prix next year, and uh, I think he deserves it. But as you say, it's nice to see the other lads as well chipping in and uh, and being competitive because that's what it's about. I mean, there are some riders who go through their careers and never achieve what Dan Bewley's done in the last couple of months in winning a couple of rounds and. And certainly winning Cardiff was incredible. And now he's got this final round knowing that whatever happens, he's assured of a place in, in next year's Grand Prix yeah. series. So chill out and enjoy. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah, good on him. Um, yeah, hopefully he can go out in good fashion and, and style at Torren. And uh, as you say, uh, he can relax now, obviously knowing he's got the, he's got the, team, uh, the, the, the spot next year. Absolutely so. And uh, looking forward to seeing what... What 2023 brings uh, for these boys in the in the Grand Prix series. Um, the other fixtures taking place, of course, we do have a couple of clashes. Um, uh, Glasgow versus Poole, as uh, as we know, uh, set for Ashfield three o'clock Saturday afternoon. Leicester versus Berwick in the National League on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, well, it's going to be a busy time for for Tom Brennan because uh, he will be heading back. Straight out of Glasgow. He's coming in um, Saturday morning, I believe, and heading straight back out on Saturday night back to Poland because it's the European Under-23 Championship Final, the four-team tournament in Krakow. So he's heading straight back there to be part of that. And then on Monday, it's uh, Bellevue versus Ipswich in the Premiership Playoff Semi-Final. That's the one that's going to be the main featured match on Eurosport from the National Speedway Stadium with reports from Wolves versus Sheffield, which is a first-leg tie Bellevue Ipswich, of course, a second leg one, so a bit more riding on that, uh, you would argue. And then on Tuesday, we've got National League action at Plymouth, where uh, Plymouth uh, Centurions take on the Armadale Devils in the National League at 7 o'clock. 
And that's your next week in Speedway. Enjoy it. Uh, Don't forget, keep up to date with all the stuff that's happening across British Speedway on the British Speedway social media channels, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, enjoy any of the matches that you're either going to or watching on Eurosport 2 for the Premiership Playoffs and the Championship Playoffs are on BSN, British Speedway Network. So check those out. My thanks to Danny King, who will be appearing on uh, both of those platforms (laughs) over the uh, next uh, week or so. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Danny. Uh, Ride safe and... uh, and good luck in your various uh, various endeavours with your various teams. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me, mate. And thanks to you as well. We'll join you next week. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.